welcome to the Deaths for Life podcast. Our way of life has changed drastically since the days when men were hunter-gatherers thanks to technological advances. These advances may have made our lives and work more convenient and efficient, but have not necessarily made us stronger or healthier. Human beings are innately wild, but modern living has domesticated us and made us no different than wild animals in a zoo. It is time for men to return to their natural state. It is time to rewild. Today, Hafiz and I will explore this interesting subject of rewilding, what it means and how do we do it. Good morning, Hafiz. Are you ready for this topic? Good morning, Parkson. This is a very interesting topic. And now that we're in season two, we don't just talk about fathering. We talk about what matters to fathers. And one of the things that I thought matter to fathers is health, both mental, physical, and all that comes along with it. So this right. topic <laughs> is really, really relevant for us to go back to basics. No excuses. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you heard of this term rewilding? Yeah, after uh, we, uh, I think it was introduced to us uh, through a website, right? That's and, right, it was an article. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I start reading it, it really makes sense, you know. And I start practicing some of it, but it's a matter of getting used to it. Exactly, exactly. I found myself doing some of the things, you know, and today we'll share about uh, some of these activities that we can do. And, and I really, I really re- it reminded me of how children play, uh, you know, especially boys. <laughs> you know, when boys play, when they're young, uh, they like to swing around, they like to climb, climb over furniture, you know, they like to jump over stuff. Uh, and, and parents would tell them, you know, wow, you know, my child is really wild. <laughs> then I, I began to realize that's exactly true. And, and actually, that's the natural uh, way that we are supposed to move and how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. You know, but the problem is our modern way of living has restricted us so much, you know, and restricted our movement to the point that our bodies become stiff and weak and prone to injury, all right? And uh, all, the, all the things that we do in the gym, you know, and things like that are effective in building muscles and maybe increasing our strength, but it is not doing what is most important, and that is to help us develop uh, agility, flexibility, all right, and and uh, uh, and strength in the right areas, for example. Yeah. So this, this is a very interesting topic. I'm I'm glad I came across it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, I did some research. Apparently, uh, there's a Rewild University. I mean, of course, it's not the conventional university, but they have a curriculum, you know, to uh, let people learn and uh, be guided. Towards mm-hmm. this kind of lifestyle, it's a whole big thing. But I think today we are talking mm-hmm. about more like the physical uh, exercises and uh, physical activities that we can do. And I think uh, we all know that anything physical is really is very related to mental as well. So oh, yes. if you are physically charged, you are physically healthy, you have all the uh, right hormones and right chemicals in you to make your brain work better. Hmm. That's right. That's right. So the first thing I think we we need to ask ourselves is, 
are we deprived or are we lacking movement? All right. So the first thing we need to do is to assess our level of movement depth. And that's what the, the term they, they use, uh, movement depth. Because depth is in, you know, a, a deprivation, a lack. All right. So one of the things the, the experts in these fields uh, tell us to do is just imagine, think about what an average day, let's say Tuesday, Monday, whatever day, just pick a day and ask yourself, what does an average day look like for you? How much do you move and how much do you sit down, for example? Because most of our lives now is consisting of sitting down <laughs> and sitting down is the new smoking, you know, because uh, the effects of sitting down for long, long periods a day uh, actually can produce a kind of harmful effects that smoking produces, you know, the same kind of harmful effects. So what does a day look like for you? Actually, I try to go back to natural way of doing things, for example, and, and it's not easy, I can tell you, uh, but it's just a matter of getting used to it. For, for example, I learned something about before you have breakfast, right? Uh, there's this thing that my friend uh, taught me uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ACV, okay. Uh, so that's the uh, that's called the what do you call it? Uh, the the apple cider vinegar, okay. Mm. So I, I cannot stand the smell, and so I put lemon, I put uh, uh, what do you call it? Honey, you know, and uh, yeah, and I drink it before my anything else I eat, and tell you what, it does make a difference the whole day because you start right, starting right in the morning is very important. Okay, so then, for example, if I go for my jog and walk, right, I will make sure that uh, I put up the put put on the right attire. Okay, and in fact, I always put that attire in the morning, because that will make me or remind me to start walking, because it's comfortable. Because just imagine I wear slippers, alright, I wear some office shoes, so I wear my track shoes, and I wear thin uh, and uh, what do you call that uh, dry fit clothes. So mm. I'm encouraged to uh, do physical work. Even walking to the market and buying things, you know, uh, it's such a physical thing that you're doing and you have to be comfortable. So I think in this uh, rewilding, they go to the extent or even to the extent, is it even, you know, don't wear shoes, you know, go back to barefooting, you know, because that's where actually the body gets um, the, the, uh, the, the, the effect, all right, of walking. Of course, today we don't do that, but we can, you know, uh, understand the importance of uh, being comfortable uh, in order for you to go physical. So, yeah, yeah, that's how I start my day. Wow, very interesting. I, I've heard of apple vinegar, apple cider vinegar. Uh, I think my, my eldest daughter did take it for a while and then she eventually left the whole bottle there and moved away when she got married. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So talking about our, our normal average day, I think that most of us, we spend... A lot of time sitting down uh, and so even recently in the Straits Times I, I remember reading an article where it says you know we are recommended to stand up after sitting down for 30 minutes so every after every 30 minutes of sitting down stand up and move around for you know five minutes or so all right because sitting down really has harmful effects okay so I think that that's a very very basic place to begin because a human body was just not meant designed to sit down the way that we sit down on chairs uh sitting down on the floor is is a different thing that's more natural 
You know, in the past, people sit down on the floor. If you can imagine the cavemen, <laughs> you know, or the natives in the you know primal uh, jungles and things like places like this. You know, how do they sit down? They sit down on the floor. You see, and sitting down on the floor is also the fact that you're sitting down on the floor, uh, and you know, when you stay in one position, I think you can imagine it gets uncomfortable. And so you, you know, it, it forces you to move, all right, to adjust your body and things like that. And as a result, all right, you, you, different parts of your body, different muscle groups or whatever begins to get activated. But as compared to just sitting down like this, uh, a lot of our muscle groups actually are not activated at all, you know. So that's the problem. And so sometimes when you stand up after sitting for some time, you feel pain here and pain there. You sprain your, your, your hip, your ankle, or whatever, you know. Uh, so that, that is uh, one of those problems. And it's a good place to begin in terms of rewilding ourselves. Just a few months ago, I wanted to solve this problem. I sit too long and so on. My chair is not good. And then I do research on these uh, ergonomic chairs. Oh, it's, not, it's not cheap. All right. But what I was trying to say here is that you don't have to get all those things. Go back to basics. All right. Be reminded to stand up and walk after you sit too long. So, in fact, what I did, I have this watch that reminds me every 20 minutes if I sit and they can sense uh, that uh, you, you must start walking or you must start standing up, stretching, you know. Mm. Okay, yeah. we still sit on gadget, but I think it's a matter of getting used to it, being a habit. So, after a while, I won't need this because it becomes a habit. And secondly, when it comes to uh, other technologies or other methods, it's good to have. For example, I think there are tables that you use uh, for your work, standing tables. That's another way, mm. right? I can adjust up and down and so on. <clears throat> so, I mean, those are also expensive, I can tell you, okay? But at the end of the day, it's not about that, okay? It's not about that, but building your own habit. I think that's more powerful and more long-lasting. That's right, yeah. So, there are many things we can do, but the understanding the, the, the basic concept here is that the modern lifestyle that we have... Um, it's generally quite harmful to us and unhealthy. So we need to we need to understand what are, what is the body designed to do and return to that so that we do more of that so that we will you know uh, reduce these negative harmful effects of this modern lifestyle. So that's that's number one. Assess your level of movement depth, okay, and start moving more. And the second point they raised was integrate primal movements. And they mentioned two uh, very, very um, specifically. One is squatting and the other is hanging. <laughs> Just to give you an example, monkey, yeah. our toilets, uh, our toilet, we have a toilet bowl, right? I mean, in when I was young, we, we didn't have toilet bowl. We had the squatting kind of, you know, toilet. Uh, but then, you know, very soon everything became, you know, the, the toilet bowl where you sat on to do your business. Uh, so, yeah, squatting is something that we're not used to anymore. Yeah, it becomes so normal today. After a certain age, you have knee problems, right? Hip problems. I mean, it's normal. I can't remember my parents having that. Because they lived through most of their life having squatting toilets. And even yes. when I travel at villages, they don't have sitting toilets. Of course, those modern ones have. But most of them have just a hole and, you know, you have to squat. Yeah, and yeah. They don't have such problems, you know, that we have today. So mm -hmm. this is something that is built in into our current way of life that we don't realize, actually. Okay? So I'm not saying yeah. that throw away your uh, uh, sitting, sitting bowl. But you have to understand that you have to 
move your knees because when you start moving your knees, I think there's certain chemical there or certain oil there or certain liquid there that will lubricate right, your joints. And that's the part is lacking. You know, we have the capacity, our body capacity to, uh, to go through certain uh, stress and they will uh, cope that stress with producing certain chemicals. Okay, so this good stress, we are not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So talking about that, that certain, you know, fluid, it's actually called the synovial fluid. All right. Every joint has this synovial fluid in it. But that fluid, you know, needs to be spread over the cartilage, for example, our knees. All right. So uh, when it's spread over the cartilage, it is when it neutral, uh, nourishes the cartilage, you know, and makes it uh, kind of keep it uh, strong, keep it, you know, flexible and things like that. So, but when the synovial fluid is not released, then the cartilage eventually becomes dry and brittle and things like that, you know. So, the way that the synovial fluid is being released is when the joint is uh, moved and compressed. There is movement and compression. So, if a joint doesn't go through its full range, for example, the hips and the knees never go past 90 degrees. So, when you're sitting down, everything is 90 degrees, right? Your hips, right? Your, your, your legs, your upper leg is 90 degree to your body, you know, and then your lower leg is 90 degree to your upper leg, see? So you need to go beyond 90 degrees in order for that synovial fluid to be released and the cartilage will be nourished and that's how you keep your joints healthy. Yeah, so I just saw this morning uh, outside my window, a kid was running, you know, because we have a park <laughs> here. Just running, and the mother was shouting, "Stop! You know, don't run. You will fall." But that are this this is what kids do, right? Naturally, they need to do all those things, right? But we are telling them and ourselves, you know, sitting, you know, having a device in the hand, you know, it's okay. It's better than it's, it's safer. And then you go out and uh, you know, go to the grasses and uh, go to the the the, uh, the sand, you know, and uh, get dirty. So I think we talked mm -hmm. about this before, right? In our episode <laughs> about play. Right? Yeah, yeah. We need to let our children play, although it's safe play, but we also need to start playing ourselves and get into uh, that kind of um, uh, rhythm, you know, that uh, it's okay to play, it's okay to fall, it's okay to uh, go through certain, uh, you know, challenges, yeah? uh, get hurt a bit, but you have you will recover. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, for, for young children, I mean, it should be normal for them to have some scratches and maybe even a couple of broken bones. <laughs> Who doesn't? You know? I have so many scratches. <laughs> and they say, boys, okay, la, girls cannot. You know, but I think, uh, yeah, naturally, uh, we will protect our girls more, right, physically. Uh, however, I've seen uh, girls who are active, all right, and mm -hmm. they have better mental uh, health to me right, compared to those who are less active. Okay. So yeah. that itself uh, is part of how, how we are made up. No different, boys or girls. You need to have physical um, you know, uh, stimulus to let our mind be healthy. Yeah. That's right. Let's talk about hanging. The other one besides squatting that the article mentioned is hanging. Uh, so hanging has some benefits. For example, it improves your grip. It stretches your upper body, releases stiffness inside your body. It re relaxes and decompresses your spine. 
you know, because our spine, you know, bears the weight, a, a lot of the weight of the body. And so by, by hanging, you're actually, you know, kind of stretching your spine and releasing all the pressure from the different vertebrae and the cartilages in between. It strengthens your forearms. It corrects your posture. Wow, this is important. And strengthens your core. Wow. So that's a lot of, a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. benefits. And it's just by hanging. So I guess what they're saying is just go to a chin-up bar and your, your goal is not to do chin-ups. If you can, by all means, I, I've not done chin-up for a long time. I'm not sure how many I can even do. Uh, but just hang there. And they say that you know, if you can hang for a minute, you're pretty good already. Yeah, disclaimer, warning disclaimer. I watched a friend who of my age in, in uh, uh, social media. All right, he can do 10 chin-ups with no issues. Mm -hmm. But lo and behold, he has been doing it regularly every day. <laughs> okay, and he, he, he has been physically uh, active and so on. Right, then another example. I tried to do just that. I went to one of the uh, public, uh, you know, park, you know, with all this uh, gym equipment. I just hang. I thought 30 seconds is... Uh, you know, very short. But what happened after that? Two weeks, I had to hold my hand, my whole hand, both were very painful. Right? I couldn't oh. do many things. Yeah. Wow. So, know what your limits are. Don't start big. Start small. So, from now on, I just hang five seconds first. You know? That's good enough if you have not been hanging. Right? Just five seconds at most. And then gradually, if there's no pain, move on to increase. If there's pain, <laughs> then you got to recover. Don't do anything until you recover. It's okay. All right. There's no one to compare with. And this is a problem sometimes. You start comparing with others, thinking that, uh, you know, he can do it same age and uh, I can do it too. But there are other things, you know, behind the scene that uh, we need to, we know ourselves better, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do, do take care. I mean, uh, you're not in competition with anyone except ourselves. So yeah, do what you can and then slowly kind of push incrementally push the limit limits so that, you know, you, you are able to do it for a longer and longer period of time, but no rush, no rush. I, I was only saying that, you know, uh, generally speaking, if you can hang for one minute, that's considered pretty good already. <laughs> I mean, imagine, you know, you're hanging on for your dear life. <laughs> one minute is, is pretty, you know, it feels like eternity. It can feel like eternity, but it will be, you know, it could save your life. That's what I guess people are trying to say. So, so the next yeah. one is about uh, making your home, huh? uh, like, uh, you know, easy for you to do these things, right? They call it rewilding your home. You know, that's I have to right. pull up chin up mm. bar and my children's and my son's uh, room. I must put mm. one more because they always close their room and I cannot use it. So I think I must put one more. The other one is about sitting on the ground. I think culturally, most of the Asian people, including the Japanese, Malay, Chinese, we used to have, you know, sit on the ground and, and have our meals, right? right? So it's actually what happens when you sit on the ground, you tend to move because, you know, you feel uncomfortable and you move, you start uh, stretching and so on, right? That's so right. it's natural thing that uh, when we go back to our natural, no need gadget, no need device, no need chair, okay, our body will react according to how it has been built in for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Okay, So it's a natural way of exercise, you're sitting down. So I think people complain, sit on the floor, cannot last long. Yeah, because you're not used to it. Yeah, especially when, you know, I have to sit down and cross my legs. I find that very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was overseas. Feel free in... not to cross? 
feel free not to cross. You know, the other ways, you know, there, there's there's a way, you know, oh, both yeah, your legs go to the right, to the left, <laughs> stretch. Correct, correct. Yeah. So I was, I was, uh, you know, as you know, I, I lived in, uh, in, in another country in Kazakhstan, Central Asia for 10 years. And that's exactly how they do it. You know, when they have meals, they sit on the floor, uh, they lay out a ground sheet and all the food is, you know, in the middle and everyone sits around that and starts to eat, you know. So it was very, very communal. Uh, but sitting on the floor was difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but eventually yeah, got yeah. used to it. Yeah, yeah, that's the word communal, right? Because having a community helps you socially, you know, help you, uh, your, your mind especially, because you start, uh, you know, telling stories, uh, conversation, having conversations and sharing your inner, inner thoughts, you know. And, uh, you know, there's no limit to it, all right? Go back to the basics, no excuses. You don't need chairs. Don't say that, no, I have no chairs, you know, not enough chairs. You know, you can sit anywhere. The earth is anywhere. <laughs> it's That's big right. enough yeah, for us to... Sit anywhere. Mm. <laughs> sit anywhere. Correct. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we don't need to look for chairs uh, specifically. <laughs> I'm guilty yeah. of that, actually. You know, you know, we're thinking of, you know, having these picnics and so on, right? So, yeah, we used to have just the ground sheet. You know, then we thought, hey... We went to we went to this particular uh, sports store. Uh, they oh, sell the you know, very chairs, nice right? foldable chairs, very nice. And it's quite cheap <laughs> also. I start buying it, but it's not about the foldable chair. You know, it's about you going out and you know doing the work. The foldable chair actually has been sitting in my car for some time, uh, still very shiny. Yeah, so, so it's not about that, right? And I think at the end of the day, no excuses for us to say we can't afford, we don't have this, you know, and and wait for the time and we have that. Mm. No, but this primal health approach is saying. You have everything already in you at your home. Even eh, you can create that kind of situation, uh, that kind of environment. Yeah, that's right. Now, finally, the last point here is about going wild. That means you know, for example, going on hikes, going into nature, the you know, the the natural surroundings, and experiencing nature again. And uh, this apparently, you know, according to some many studies, have very therapeutic. Uh, effects on on the person on you all right for example it releases strength uh, stress all right it, it just in, improves your men mental health and even your physical health and things like that in japan it's called forest bathing you know of course you know uh in, in japan there are many many forests in singapore i'm not sure <laughs> there's enough forest clementy forest you know and then uh, there's marichi and things like that there's also artificial uh, forest Garden by the Bay. It's Garden by forest. the Bay. Okay. Yeah. So there are some forests in Singapore. So, you know, what the concept is basically going in, taking a very slow walk, you know, and uh, not necessarily, don't, I mean, it's not about closing your eyes and doing meditation there, but it's about even uh, paying attention to the different, you know, uh, nature flora and fauna there you know looking at the animals insects plants flowers and really paying attention to it instead of just walking quickly through it all right and not really even noticing what you just walk past you know but you take a very slow walk you know very slow so that you can pay attention to the different plants and flowers or even insects that you are passing by that that is what forest bathing uh, really means 
Yeah, I was about to do some forest bathing this morning. Then we have uh, this scheduled podcast. You know, in fact, what I have, I have a friend who lives nearby. Anytime, you know, he feels like, okay, I want to go for a bike. You know, we have a forest nearby, uh, Coney Island, and uh, a few uh, small, small jungles here. So, you know, um, we do that, right? And uh, you don't have to, like, plan. It's good to have a schedule. But sometimes, uh, when actually, when I, I come back from this, uh, doing these things, okay, I'm more productive at my work. Because somehow, um, naturally, you are able to see uh, trees, green trees. You're able to see far, and that helps you, right? Mm. Uh, rewire, reset mm. certain things, you know, that you have yep. uh, while doing your work, and a and change of perspective. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think we have the word is uh, been domesticated a lot, right? You know. So I was reading this article, saying that you no, know, why, why these bats and these uh, many of these animals that sometimes they live in, uh, they they so called come to our houses and they you know live they hang there. They still keep their wilderness, you know. They don't. I mean, they come to a, a domesticated place, right? Artificial place, not in the wild, but they still keep their natural uh, uh, instinct. Okay. But when we domesticate cats, dogs, uh, all right, to some extent, we also actually uh, removing. Some of their instincts, mm. for example, <laughs> the instinct to hunt. <laughs> okay? That's right. Now they will wait for food. You don't feed them, they get hungry and they probably, you know, suffer, you know, in silence. Okay, you. Know to... <laughs> yeah, and then have all the problems like humans have, you know, uh, anger, you know, and uh, tantrums. Yeah. <laughs> tantrums. tantrums too. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is the thing about. I think at the end of the day, all these things will lead to um, other effects uh, mentally. For example. You know, something you feel, you know, fearful. You feel stress. You know, even ex- exhibiting some violence, either self violence or violence to other people. Okay, and also preoccupied with a lot of things in the past. You know, all right, and and become living in the past. Okay, and not living in the future because when you talk about going out, you can see far. You know, actually, it helps you in your vision, and not only the vision that uh, the external vision, but the internal vision that you have, and then. Most to me, uh, uh, tragically, is we don't find meaning what we do. Sometimes I just you know look at these animals. They find meaning what they do, you know, and they are consistent. All right, they wake up early in the morning. The birds they don't care, you know, <laughs> whether they have a boss or what, you know, to to wake them up. You know, they don't uh, take MC. <laughs> okay, yeah. but they have a very consistent pattern every morning. They, I mean, there's meaning in their life that they do it consistently every day. You know, but for us yeah. sometimes mm. we lose that. And yeah, we are the most advanced yeah, many, animal. Yeah. <laughs> People might think that, wow, a bird's life is really boring, man. You know, just wake up in the morning and go and look for some worms and come back and feed the, you know, the little uh, baby birds. Wow, sounds very boring. But let me ask you this question. Somebody asked me this question years, years ago. Have you ever seen a worried bird? <laughs> <laughs> a worried old bird, yes. You know, <laughs> Uh, sometimes a human is old, very, very worried. Yeah, <laughs> not the real bird. <laughs> okay, we were talking about forest bathing just now. No? so okay, mm. for a person like me who don't drive, you know, so going to a forest, whether it's Clementine, Macritchie, or even Coney Island, uh, it it's, takes some effort. So what was suggested, you know, by 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 this article is well, you start where you are, right? So in in a city like Singapore. We have a lot of sidewalks, right? And our government has even gone beyond that and provided us with covered walkways. <laughs> you know, so uh, really we are pampered, you know, and we are spoiled and really domesticated. 
So what these people were suggesting is, you know, all right, you have this, uh, you know, concrete uh, walkways, but I'm sure at the site there are grass, grass patches, isn't it? So yes, we do have. And so what they suggest us to do is, well, once in a while, do not walk on the concrete pathways, walk on the grass. Now, what's the advantage of that? Walking on the grass or sand or gravel because it's uneven, all right, it actually gives your ankle and the feet the kind of movement, all right, that will strengthen it, will, you know, make give it flexibility and things like that. Of course, there is a risk that you might sprain it, but the fact that, you know, you, you sprain your ankle easily is because, well, it hasn't been used in the right way and therefore it isn't strong and flexible the way it should be. So we need to start. I think it's good to start walking on those uneven grounds, uh, you know, the grass patches and, you know, the grass uh, at the side of the pavements and just give your ankle and your feet that kind of movement and flexibility uh, and liberate it, set it free. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can tell you that it's your creature of habit. Because I understand, I remember last time when I was in secondary school, we have a quadrangle, all grass. That's why we play hockey. And we have to keep the grass well because, you know, we need to play sports there. So they say no walking on grass, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, sometimes you want to keep the aesthetic view of things. It's fine. Correct, okay, correct. But there are many grass out there for you to walk. Don't be attached to that past of yours, you know, and saying that, you know, it's bad to walk on grass, you know, because... Well, sometime in the past that you know you were not told to walk on grass. Secondly, when I start traveling, especially in, uh, in another country, you know, nearby here, uh, south, <laughs> very big country, okay, and you don't have sidewalks, even mm. in their big cities. And when we Singaporeans go there, we look for sidewalks because for them they don't need this either. Yeah, they take bikes, you know, from one place to another, okay, or they just walk along the streets, you know, with all the potholes and all the longkang, mm -hmm. you know, all the uneven uh, roads. And for us, we're not so used to it. Okay, and it becomes a uh, complaint. Yeah, yeah, we will complain about it. <laughs> why That's not? Right. Why don't have a sidewalk? Why so hot? Why don't have a covered walkway? Right? I think, yeah, you're right. You're so pampered. And then we realize that when we go to other places, unless we can adjust very well, you know, mm -hmm. it becomes mm -hmm. stressful. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to share with you something I, I observed uh, just last week. You know, last week was the Mid-Autumn Festival. Uh, okay. And also, Mookie that's Festival. a time where children carry lanterns. And I remember very fondly, I used to do that. And then, you know, my for my first two kids, uh, they also did that. Now, the in the lantern, the lantern was either made of paper or some kind of transparent plastic, right? And it comes in the, in the shape of either, a, a, you know, some animal, for example, a fish, a chicken or what. And in, inside, you will put a candle, all right? So you light the candle, you put a candle inside, you stick it inside, and then you carry the lantern. Now, when I was young, the highlight of that night is when the lantern catches fire and burns up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's actually the, the highlight, you know. I mean, carrying the lantern is no fun. I mean, you have to carry it so carefully, all right, in case the, the candle goes out and then your, your mommy or daddy has to relight it. So that's very troublesome, okay. But when the when the, the candle tips over, for example, and then the, the lantern catches fire and burns up, wow, that was really, you know, the highlight of the night. Now, last week was Mid-Autumn Festival. And so I was at this playground, all right. And I was looking at the parents bringing the kids down with the lanterns. And you know what I noticed? A hundred percent of them, okay, the lanterns, 
had a candle, but they were all battery operated candles. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, I'm not surprised. You know? Okay, so I, the thought just came to my mind. I say, oh boy, we're you know we're really gone so far, you know that we're not even using real candles anymore. So what are these yeah. children experiencing? I mean, we are de really depriving them of so much, you know, so much fun seeing things burn up, you know, and learning about fire and things like that. Uh, so I was really, you know, I it reminded me because we were going to do this podcast, and I said, wow, I need to share this story. You see. And I would say to parents out there, the next time, next year, when Mid-Autumn Festival comes around, please use real candles. Yeah, don't start me on candles. I remember when I was small, candles were so important in our house because why? a lot of blackouts. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and we didn't even have torchlight. only have one big torchlight of my father. The rest is we have to use candles, right? And then you're right. I was also playing all, with all these lanterns when, uh, you know, during the Mid-Autumn Festival. And uh, we don't care if it was a Chinese festival or not. We just play because it was fun. <laughs> you know? I yeah, remember it was uh -huh. just a cheap. A lantern, you know, and the candle inside, and you are right about the burning part. That's where the grand finale is, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know that 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 creates excitement, you know, that creates joy, that sticks to us emotionally, you know, when we grow up, you know. And sometimes we have to revisit that because revisiting our past make us remember things which are nice, good, and joyful mm -hmm. when we were young. And and this is very important, okay? And for Singapore, you know, we have. Miss, we have missed a lot of this. Uh. You know, I, I my old flat, uh, JSB flat where I live, grew up as a as a child is longer there. Don't talk about the kampong, uh. okay? Mm. But this is also one of the cause why many old people today they have very uh, I, I mean a lot of dementia. And I know one of my uh, friend's father, he's he's he they already staying in a in a HDB flat for a long time, but they happened to stay used to stay nearby village. All right, in the area there was a Malay village there. And he, when he was having dementia, he remembers actually, you know, and he start walking, you know, alone to that particular kampong that was already there, mm. okay? And he's happy, but of course, uh, he got lost and make a lot of trouble for the family. <laughs> mm. So, I think I cannot but relate all this, we, we were talking about physical health, and, and uh, but to relate to our mental health, right? At the end of the day, we want to have a stress-free life, uh, you know, within all this uh, busyness, we want to be joyful, we want to have a a vibrant, health, happy, you know, healthy family, you know, and then have the right, have purpose and meaning in life, right? Yeah, so mm. I think every day, that's what we want. So we start with the simple things, basic things, and I think, as I said, no excuse. Wow. So, let's begin to rewild ourselves, return to our natural state and, you know, natural activities and be free from this... Uh, very restrictive, constrictive, modern lifestyle. So that was a good, good conversation. Yeah, so, it's great. Um, all right. Uh, so all right. this has been uh, the We Are That's Two podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us so that you will not miss any future episodes. Also, do let your fellow dads know about this podcast. If you would like to react to what you have heard today, just head to one of our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can email us at weardeadstu at gmail.com and do let us know what you would like to discuss on this podcast. So, till next time, here's Hafiz and Paxson signing off. Thank you. Bye-bye.